pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Welcome to One Life Left in Residence 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon John Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. My middle name is James. And? Catherine. Interesting. What's your mother's maiden name? Nope. No. <laughs> see how you easy are, it is. You see how easy it is. You are a security risk. Thanks. Uh, nice top. Thanks. What you're wearing? I've not seen that before, have I? You uh, describe it. It's got. It's a jumper. It's got bits of. I mean, do you know what it looks like? It looks like a, a Tron light cycles game. Okay, doesn't it? I thought it looked like she'd fallen in a, a bag of um, of uh, threads. How would you describe it, Anne? Art. So, if you out there, uh, if listeners want to draw a picture <laughs> yeah. of what they think Anne is wearing today, uh, Anne will award the best one of those a prize. Mm. What's your problem with it? No, no, it's just unusual, isn't it? It doesn't look finished. But I guess that's the point. <laughs> yeah. Because it's art. Because you sorry, can't finish Simon. art. I'm Can... sorry, Simon. It's, it's just, nice. It's too much for you. It's does nice, that... it's just different. That's all. Does that say in at the top of it? It does, doesn't it? Just yeah. a squib... It seems to say mm. in. What are they trying to say? Where did you get it from? Uh, no, don't say, because then someone okay. could Google oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think it was this season. Uh, do you have nice weeks? What happened? <laughs> I did have a nice week. Yeah, what did you do? Uh, on Saturday, I went to see some comedy. Uh, it was really good. I laughed loads. Who, who were you seeing? Went to see Mae Martin at mm-hmm. Soho Theatre, and she was doing uh, an improvised stand-up show where people uh, gave her questions, and she answered them, and she was really funny. It was very good. Uh, also, Excuse me. I drank loads of wine. And you did that on Friday as well. We yep. did that on Friday, didn't we? We drank loads of wine <laughs> on Friday. Because it was the One Life Left Limited. I was going to say AGM, but it wasn't. Financial nope, nope, nope. It was budget a, meeting. It was a budget That's meeting. Right. Budget meeting. So, Don't worry, Simon uh, wasn't there. It couldn't have been an AGM. Couldn't have been AGM. No, so we worked our way through the budget with wine. So that was good. That's what I did on Friday. Great. That's the highlight of my week. What was yours? Well, uh, I had a really busy week last week. I went. Uh, I was at Pocket Game on Monday, Tuesday. So was I. That was good too. Okay. Uh, Thursday, Friday, I uh, I was in Dusseldorf. I flew into Dusseldorf what? to go to Cologne. You've been out of the country. <coughs> Excuse me, yeah, I've got back off number. I'm, I have, yeah. I was out for forty-eight no. hours. This time last week, you met the ill man. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Uh, yeah, so that was good. I didn't see much of Cologne though. I saw the inside of the Radisson Blue Hotel, the inside of uh, developers that we're working with, and then the inside of the Radisson Blue Hotel. Okay, and then oh. I came home. However, a colleague of mine I was travelling with forgot to adjust his watch on landing. Who do, who doesn't have a phone where the, it, it automatically adjusts the time when you get there? Mm-hmm. Uh, which subsequently meant that um, we should have left for Dusseldorf Airport at nine. We left at ten. Oh, oh no, I'll be down shortly. We do know. I won't have breakfast. I said I should. I should. I should hope not. 
which meant then we're a little bit hurried getting to Dusseldorf. Uh, we've got the slow train. Do you know how many stations there are from Cologne to Dusseldorf? How many stations there are that have the word Dusseldorf in them? <laughs> All of them, it <laughs> seems. Uh, barely made. Anyway, we did make it. But the question was... It was my choice to get on that train. It was just pulling in as we got to the station. I was like, this one's going to Düsseldorf. Let's get on this one. At least mm-hmm. we're moving in the right direction. If we'd have missed our flight, whose fault would it have been? Ooh. His. His. I, I'm sure it would have been his. Because he was disputing that. Really? Anyway, we made it. So we didn't have to. We, we made our flight. No, but you would never have had to have made that decision if it wasn't for I know, his. I know, trying to put it on me. I thought nah. that but there was, a, there was no. a real chance that we were going to miss our flight and have to live in Germany forever. <laughs> Oh, thank anyway, goodness you made it I back. Know, I know. We'd have missed you otherwise. Mm. Good. Well, it's been a busy week. Maybe we'll talk a bit more uh, about Pocket Gamer. Simon's out of here. Later in the show. Um, have you got any other business that we have to deal with this week? Um, no, I've just been very busy, Steve, but right, nothing, very, in, nothing very interesting. Have you played any games this week? Loads of games. Have you played any games? Like, barely. I've played some games as well. So it sounds like... Despite the lack of SSG, we're going to have... Still on dry January. We are, but yeah. we're going to have a packed show. Next week, though... Guest is back. Of course it is. It's not dry, it's not dry January and February, is it? <laughs> True. We've got a guest next week. You ready, Anne? Uh, yeah. on Monday the 28th of January. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. A new and very different global developers conference has been announced. Game Dev World is a new virtual conference that will broadcast free across the world in multiple languages. Organisers of the conference, uh, organisation of the conference is being led by developer Rami Ismail and voice artist Sarah Elmala. Uh, they are asking for scripts for talks in advance so that translators, translators can work on getting captions translated in time. The talks will be broadcast with captions in English, Russian, Spanish, Portuguese, Arabic, Chinese, Japanese and French. French. Do we have to declare anything about this? Uh, uh, well. Well. W- uh, yeah. Legally. N- I don't think legally. Morally. Ethically. <laughs> Ethically. <laughs> Biologically. Uh, so we've sponsored this event we because sponsored it. that's not why it got lead nah. position in our news. Well, no, is it's because it? it's a brilliant it's a idea. Good thing. That's why we sponsored it. It's very good. Uh, so, sorry. It, this it, is all literally news to me. So <laughs> it, in the news, it's good. Yeah. So it's running uh, from June the twenty-first to June the twenty-third this year. So it'll all all of the talks will be going out on the Game Dev World uh, website. Um, and yeah, they'll be going out in those languages. Um, and I think they're hoping to have around thirty talks do we on. know anything about the speakers or have they not can we vet them yet? not yet well actually. surely we can vet them as headline sponsors <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if we are <laughs> uh yeah i don't know that they've announced speakers yet i think that was coming along with announcement of sponsors but i don't know that we've asked to be named okay do we get do we get adverts do we get to sing songs yeah, between the speakers over the internet. Yeah. yeah to be honest I just gave them money and I didn't ask for anything. Because right. um, before this, that before the news of the sponsorship, I was genuinely going to ask, how does Rami do? How does he make his money doing this stuff? Turns out we pay him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I d- don't know, right. but it's um, yeah, it's a great thing. So there are other organisers organizers, um, involved as well, but it just feels like um, a very good response to a problem that has been happening with uh, a lot of the conferences. They're often very, very expensive um, for people to travel to if they're in America or, you know, other places in the world. Getting visas can be a massive issue. And I know that Rami had uh, an issue getting people over for um, his panel, um, people having their visas turned down. And that doesn't feel like a welcoming and inclusive way to present the games industry and to sort of, you know, share information between each other. Yeah, I think it's a great thing in addition to other conferences, which obviously they're all, uh, a lot of conferences are looking for ways to reach out to those audiences as well. GDC has grant systems. Uh, they put a significant number of their talks on YouTube mm-hmm. as well to allow other people to access them. But I think, the you know, the increasing the number of ways we can put this... Uh, 
well, I was saying this information. We don't know what information no. he's planning. But uh, one assumes, given how well connected Rami is, a load of good uh, talks out there to allow loads of people what to access them. Nothing in, and it's just him talking the entire. Putting I on mean, different, like, talk. putting on different disguises, <laughs> a different hat, a different hat for each talk. A submissions open. We could we could pitch a talk. We could what would we talk about? Mariaki. <laughs> The government wants to know what you think about the link between games and gambling. This is part of the Common Select Committee's inquiry into addictive technologies. Submissions can be made from individuals and organisations, but must be less than 3,000 words fewer. Uh, the inquiry itself is covering the immersive media industry, the future of esports in the UK, the wider uses of gamification and VR, AR, tackling digital and gaming addiction, the links between gaming and gambling, data security and infrastructure. Um, What's good, they're looking at this. Uh, It's definitely an increasing problem in video games as more and more money gets involved on the sort of third-party ecosystem that surrounds games. We've had new stories about this sort of thing before, haven't Mm. we? Loot crates and Counter-Strike gun gambling and that sort of thing. Is this us submitting our opinion? Yeah, Count your gonna words. Send, a, yeah. <laughs> send a send the tape of the show in MP3. Mm. Have you ever gambled on a loot box? Oh, hmm. have I? I came very I'm, close. See, I'm trying to think. When would I have done it? I'd have done it if Pokemon I could, Go or Nikatsumi. Are they loot boxes or is that paper energy? Yeah, I'm trying to think because those are the ones that I would have done it on. But I don't think that I think they're just like pay for stuff. But it's sort of related, isn't it? Because while you're paying for energy, you're spending that energy uh, in a game where the sort of drops are random. True. Uh, so it's, you know, I wouldn't say it's a direct loot box. It's more of a loot pocket. <laughs> okay. I think that I had the option to, you know, the game that I was addicted to over Christmas. Oh, we don't Santa talk about Swipe it. 3. Oh, we do well, talk about it. We're talking about it now. Uh, when I was doing more and more and more uh, getting through more levels because I was very very good uh, and not spending any money it was it was telling me that the crate a literal crate w- that Santa was pointing at kept filling up with more and more treasures mm. and it was going you could buy all of this for just 7.99 oh this go it's only 6.99 back to 7.99 yeah. uh, that would have been a loot box would it mm-hmm. yeah or, or a present <laughs> for the way they were packaging it hey. So you came close. I came close, but I didn't do it. Simon, did yeah, you? Uh, I get. So I came. I've come close with FIFA Ultimate Team. Really? Yeah, but then I realised I don't play FIFA Ultimate Team enough to benefit from it properly. So I've been using, and the times I have opened packs of men, I've done it with the <laughs> uh, with the in-game currency. I'm sure there was something else that you were you used to buy. No, I was for. playing NBA 2K uh, 18, wasn't I? That's right, but have you ever got into like uh, sort of the precursor of loot boxes? I I guess, you know, Panini stickers were the old version of FIFA Ultimate Team. So I wonder, have you ever ever sort of bought one of those random blind box items? Uh, Yeah, well... So I think mm. I have with little Lego minifigs. That's right. Because you don't know what's it's in a there. Loot box. Well, you could like you feel I, them. last time I was. Well, last time I was <laughs> into those, they had one that was a gold figure, and you might get a thousand pounds worth of figures in there. Um, I know you were into. weren't you into those little mini uh, hero things at one point? I mean, that does sound Marvel, like me. Marvel little board game combat. Oh, Dice Masters. Yeah, that was a thing. But they, oh, yes, they were. But then I went on eBay and just bought the whole set. <laughs> Are you gaming the game? Yes, gaming I've won. The game. <laughs> uh, good, well, it sounds like we know a lot about this. Yeah, maybe we should there you go, it. the government. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> EA and Bioware experienced some issues around the launch of Anthem's VIP demo launch last Friday. Bioware explained that it knows what the problems were and that they're working to fix them. They explained the three worrisome things were platform connections in that there were loads of them, entitlements where some people who should have been allowed to play the game were being flagged as not being allowed to play the game, and infinite loads, which, like infinite genies, is not allowed. The big number of people jumping on the servers also had a knock-on effect on some of EA's other games. Um, I don't know what Anthem is. I was there, there Friday, five o'clock. I, I know you did because we've talked about it before because I'm, your son is very I've excited. got an update on that. He oh, doesn't okay. want us talking about him. He said he's his own person. Well, we know that. Has he been listening? No. 
but he knows. Yeah, yeah. I also update on Fortnite. He said he probably won't give it up. He's <laughs> he's, he's going to see how it is okay. on the date that um, well, he's, he's, he gave it. You know, well, he's welcome good. to he's yeah. welcome to come on the show. And so we're going to have to dress this up as me me doing this. Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, so five o'clock. Yeah, I was uh, I was ready. I'd installed it on my own Xboxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, ready to go. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Friday uh, it was just for the VIPs, i.e., me. Uh, Friday, we, could, we, uh, we couldn't get a game us VIPs. Uh, infinite loading, which wasn't fun at all. Uh, got I still don't understand what infinite loading is, load. which load. is why I made a joke. Load. Right, <laughs> fair enough. It just doesn't load. Just could wait for the loading to go. Um, I would add in their performance issues as well. To, oh. So maybe Bioware don't know. No. So when they say that we do know, <laughs> I, here's some news for you, Bioware. I thought the performance, even on an Xbox One X, the most powerful video game console on the planet... It was quite stuttery. Yeah, I, I saw Rami uh, of our first news story tweeting a pithy reply to PC Gamer who had tweeted something about, you know, it's it, uh, it's disappointing that first day launches server problems still happen. And Rami had tweeted something like, well, it's disappointing that people still don't understand that this is not a developer issue. It's a internet issue. The internet was not, was not built to handle this kind of data all going into you know, uh, a, a finite number of places. And it's very, very hard as developers to avoid those kind of problems. And you get zero sympathy from players like you. Well, I, th- I have to say, I think at the moment, given it was a free demo, you can't really complain. I think oh, I do, you'd I do, be surprised. Yeah, but I do think that um, that excuse cannot be levied against a game that they've built to use exactly this infrastructure. Mm. So I'm imagining, because it's a bit, or we actually, EA have got a history that their beaters do disappoint. Lots of people dislike the original Star Wars Battlefront beta. Uh-huh. I thought it was terrible. The game went on to be amazing. It was a sequel that sucked. Um, whereas I imagine with, with Anthem that they will either matter. The point is that all the VIPs are people that have pre-ordered it anyway. So what are you going to do about it now? Yeah. Um, you well, I'll tell you what you're going to do. Uh, on Reddit, at least. Okay. You're going to cancel your pre-order. Can you cancel your pre-order even caps, though you've used your, your code? Well, I've no idea, but it doesn't stop people declaring that. I, I uh, was in a mood of uh, self-hatred, I guess, I decided to read some people's responses to this on the uh, Reddit Anthem uh, subreddit. And my goodness, like the uh, sort of obnoxious fan base declaring how, you know, you need to... This was not actually pertaining to the server issues, but actually uh, control issues and things that they were talking about. They were saying, it's a lazy console port. You need to fix this. It's ridiculous that you can't use your scroll wheel in the menus. Have you ever played a PC game before? And, you know, yeah. Have you? I mean, I have played a a PC. I didn't know about the scroll wheel. Where do you get those from? I don't know. An LGBTQ advisory organisation has announced the nominees for the first ever Outstanding Video Game category at its annual Media Awards. The games included were Assassin's Creed for its authenticity towards sexual attitudes in ancient Greece, allowing for same-sex relationships and including historical LGBTQ figures. The Elder Scrolls Online for including a story of a transgender woman reuniting with her estranged twin sister. Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, for its romance options and for including many LGBTQ identities in its cast of characters. Guild Wars 2, Path of Fire, for making LGBTQ identities feel like a natural and vital part of the world. And The Sims Mobile, for allowing LGBT players to express and uh, and sometimes discover their identities safely in a virtual environment. Uh Two questions about that, or two yeah. points. One, is that how you say it? Glad? Or is it glad? Uh, there's two A's in it, isn't there? Yes, there I, is. I, I think you walked that line very neatly. Glad. I wasn't sure how... Yeah, glad. <laughs> glad. Uh, secondly, no place for Overwatch in there, which I mm. guess is them making a point. Overwatch recently declared uh, one of their characters, Soldier, is that his name? Yes, Soldier, Soldier 76. 76. They just said, oh, he's gay. Yeah. By the way. Uh, well, and he had a little backstory mm-hmm. in uh, some, was it some DLC? I think so. But they got in, you know, a lot of people very happy uh, about this. But a lot of, you know, some more cynical people saying, yeah, how convenient you've just declared that when people are getting at you over <laughs> something else. Uh, so I wonder whether their lack of nomination there is is a point being made. Uh, so there's also um an a statement that Glad, Glad made. Glad. Glad. 
made uh, about the Assassin's Creed Odyssey um, nomination. So some DLC that came out... I was going to point this out. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which forced you to have a... Heterosexual heterosexual relationship. relationship, Which was, you know, not great. Uh, So they spoke about that. Apparently they've been in talks with... Uh, who is at Ubisoft um, and they're doing an update and they've gone like oh yeah sorry we were wrong and they and glad have said like look this doesn't take away from the harm that they've caused and the fact that they were very wrong but at least they're up for addressing it and talking about it so we're not going to take the nomination away but just so you know uh, and I think I think the nomination had all sort of been decided a little bit before that DLC came out Finally, scientists from North Carolina have discovered a previously unknown species of ancient shark and given it a cool name. The Galagodon Nordquestai was alive approximately 67 million years ago, was only 12 to 18 inches long and has been named after 80s arcade game Galaga. The homage is all down to the tiny old shark's tiny teeth. The sharp Little teeth look quite a lot like the space fighter from the game. Who knew? Scientists are nerds. This isn't the first time that's happened, is it? I'm sure there are other examples of uh, of biological names being, being based being on... Right. I think there was a Sonic one. That's what I'm trying to Google mm. right now. Uh, I thought this was just going to be you doing your Gallagher joke. It's why it's in there, Steve. Okay, um... I'll, I'll Google. Well, no, because you've given me no time to set this up. Uh, so, did you hear that at the Brit Awards in the 90s... Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Noel and Damon fell out over the names... What is it? Gallagher. No! <laughs> <laughs> What's the... What's the sort of species? It's an ancient it's a shark. shark. Ancient they, shark. They fell out over the names of shark. Okay. Damon liked the Jim. hammerhead. Yeah. <laughs> and <coughs> and Noel mm-hmm. Galagodon. I mean, it works. It works. It works. Uh, uh, can't find oh Sonic Sonic Hedgehog is a protein that in humans is encoded by the SHH gene. Is this the start of another joke? <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's not uh, unbelievably. Wait, is there uh, a Pikachu gene? Uh, Pikachu. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Pikachurin. Pikachurin. Pokemon. Yeah. So. There we go. What well, have we good. learned from this? That it's really not great radio to just Google. <laughs> We have not learnt that, and I don't think we're. I don't think we're ever going to learn that. Is that the end of the news? It is. Okay. Um, are you sure you don't have another news story? No, that's it. That's all I wrote. Absolutely. That certain. was five. Okay. I have a five limit. It feels that. It feels all right. Okay. Thanks, Anne. Thanks, Anne. One life left of video game news with Anne Scanfordberry.
listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Amadeus Voxen by Clam, a uh, friend of the show, Clam. He gives us little nods in his, his work, uh, and we give him a shout-out. It's from chipmusic.org. Uh, it's excellent. Simon, you had some thoughts on this. I did. It's got the same chord progression as Alphaville's Big in Japan. There we go. As I'm sure all the listeners uh, screened at the Radio Stroke podcast. Big in Japan, it's <laughs> I. Big in Japan, to the sea so blue. That's how it is. So we both went to Pocket Gamer Connect, PGC, on uh, on Monday. Yes. Was it Monday? Monday and Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday. I only went on Tuesday. Uh, Pocket Gamer Connect is a conference that aims to connect people <laughs> in n- their pocket. In their pockets with games right. uh you know pocket Gamer, as we mentioned last week uh we got in trouble with pocket gamer uh for for doing marioki invited marioki we got turned off for networking but this is an event that is all about uh networking isn't it i saw they were boasting that uh that they've had more biggest ever biggest ever uh they said uh, something like over 2,650 attendees, which I thought is <laughs> <laughs> very specific. It is. More than 8,500 meetings yes. arranged. There's so much networking I did there. some meetings. Did you? How many? How do they know? Well, I'll tell you how they know. Someone goes around with a little clicker. Yeah. That's a meeting. I'll tell you. That's a well, meeting. I, um, I had to leave Pocket Gamer Connects in the afternoon uh, to see something very exciting that I can't talk about. But that meant that I had to leave... Um, one of my, uh, I had a meeting that I, I couldn't attend, so I went to the organisers and I said, "Look, I don't want to just not show up for this. Is there any way that? But I don't have the details on my phone because they use this uh, pitch and meet system. I said, "Is there any way that you can uh, message the person that I'm supposed to be saying and or and um, uh, and uh, send them an apology and I'll follow up afterwards?" And actually, the guy I was chatting, he said, "Well, you can do it." So he logged in. The super user and called up my meetings. I typed a response. So I'm really sorry. I didn't know. I've got to go. I said, then, can I see Debbie Bestwick's meetings? <laughs> that was just a joke because uh, I don't think she was there. Mm. But they could see all the meetings is what I'm saying. I know. Imagine that falling into the wrong hands. Whoa. So on Monday, uh, which we mentioned last week on the show, you went. You got a Marioki gig for us, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I can't remember who that was. Well, it'll be on your meeting list. Was it part of a meeting? I can't remember. Could be. Right. Could be. Okay. And then on Tuesday, we both went. You went in the morning. I went in the afternoon. So mm-hmm. we had it all covered. We did have, yeah. Case case one, of us, one of us was there at all times. Mm-hmm. Good. Just in Just case. in case anyone tries Just to get, a, get another Mario key booking, because we're very good at those. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was very busy. It was, uh, it was nice. Had a good time. Uh, did some... Gentle networking, Met and Jagex. Gentle networking. Gentle networking. Is yeah, that what just you casual. just said? Yeah. I think we should brand that as a new form, like a new sort of uh, way to introduce well, it's yourself It's that to sort of thing. When you wander around and you try and catch the eye of people who you want to talk to, your friends and stuff, and then you successfully do it, you chat to them for the right amount of time, and then you see the conversation sort of ebbing away. So you have to make an excuse, right? Like, you, you, no, no one wants to just stand there going, mm-hmm, well, then, so you say, anyway, good catching up with you. I've got to go, go over there. there yeah. yeah, stand in a different place. But then the risk is that they do the same and then you see each other again, aimlessly sort of like wandering around. So your game, increasingly... I just remember who it was. Increasingly, you connect with people... Obviously, the odds go up that you're going to see someone you've already connected with, and it gets harder and harder to meet. It's quite good in terms of so game this balance. This is literally the Pocket Game Connect. Yeah. They, it is a game. It's a gentle networking. Wow. Networking no wonder game. they were so into networking. Yeah. Um, had a had vegan curry there. Okay. Yeah, it was all right. Right. Um, well, it's veganuary. Saw, saw, saw many super special guests uh, past... It saw Oscar hanging out on the stage in his top hat. Yeah. Saw John Hare, the foot of the stage, foot of the stairs. Was he just sat there? Was he? It was just, it was just hanging out. Actually, it was the foot of the VIP room. Okay. Not, not sure if he could get in or not. No idea. I could spoil this by telling you that he did. Oh. <laughs> um, that's where I met. With him. And yeah, many, many other people. It was good. It was a good time. Enjoyed it. Well done, Pocket Gamer. Didn't see Chris James. Okay, I did. And. Yeah, he was. He was. He seemed very happy. 
very happy with how it's going. Eight and a half thousand meetings, he, he said as he sped past me. Mm. <laughs> Zipping about. So, yeah, they do them all over the world, don't they? Mm. They also do Blockchain Gamer. Connects. I saw John Jordan. No. And he's very blockchain, he isn't is he? Dr. Blockchain. Mm. Did you ask him what it is? What blockchain yeah. is? I didn't, okay. no. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out, can you make a game that is blockchain, not that uses a blockchain currency? Yeah, of course. Can you, though? Don't you know? No, because yeah, so, I went around so, GDC so there to is, ask. So there is okay. a game. So I've, I've played a game that is a blockchain-based game that doesn't involve, or didn't when I played it, involve currency. Mm. Well, it sort of does. It was a cat-collecting game. Yeah. So each cat was attached to a block. Yeah, is that yeah. what you call them? I guess. I don't know. Each cat was attached to a block, so they were all unique. And, you know, some of them people liked because they were very, very special. Mm-hmm. And then they would have a value because it would be hard to, you know, so people would sell those cats yeah. for more. And that was it. So it kind of was like a... a it, w- it wasn't that you were buying virtual currency, but you were paying real currency for these blocks, which I guess is the same as paying real currency for a Bitcoin. I don't mm. know. Either way, I got in and out very, very fast. Quite right. Quite right. Who was the booking from? Oh, I probably shouldn't say that on the okay, air. Okay, no, that's yeah, just fine. Just in case the Mariachi rival gets in there and... Although there are reasons for me saying it on the air so that we can listen back and remember who it was when I inevitably <laughs> forget again. Can you give yourself a clue that will help you to remember in that's future when idea. you forget? Cryptic clue. So somebody in the know might be able to work this okay. out. The former Chancellor. <laughs> okay. It's time for the letters. Thank you very much for your letters this week. Didn't even have to ask you, not even once, which was handy as I've been in all-day meetings today. 8,500. <laughs> exactly. Robert Wells writes, Hello, team. He knows about dry January, doesn't he? What do you mean? There's no mention of SSG. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got a horrid cold, like that hideous man Simon met last week. I could have read that like that hideous man Simon (laughs) (laughs) last week I think playing two point hospital might make me feel sicker so what can I play to make me feel better definitely not playing Resident Evil I'll be sure I've got the zombie plague Pip Pip Roberts you want something like bright and sunny don't you something simple as well I've been playing a game like that, which I can talk about later in okay. the review section. A cliffhanger for Do you, there, you want Robert? something bright and sunny, though? I think if you're feeling ill, you know sometimes when you just want to wallow in it mm. and you just want to fi- like go, yeah, I feel ill and I'm just going to be underneath a duvet uh, and I'm just going to... So I, I mean, something like that's very repetitive and like dirgy. Repetitive and dirgy. Yeah. A colleague of mine was off last uh, week. Uh, I admired his honesty on his return and I said, oh, you know, hey, hey, Finny. He said, oh, I feel a bit better now. I said, uh, so, I said you know, so, so what did you watch while you were off, Phil? Standard question. He said, actually, I finished Spider-Man. Huh. Wow. I know. Which to me made implied that he was less ill than I thought. I mean, because you can just sit and watch stuff, can't you? Finishing yeah. Spider-Man means you can do work. Does it? Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Robert maybe play Spider-Man mm. it'll help get you out of that uh, have we got another letter sorry I was I was just reading the internet <laughs> uh, <laughs> we said that makes for very bad radio uh, it, it does <laughs> I got distracted um, I've got it uh, dear team OLL uh, it's been an interesting week news wise for sci-fi games what with an- the Anthem demo getting a lot of internet people upset and rumours of the Metroid Prime trilogy being ready for release on Switch I am hoping it's true and they decide to release it suddenly so I can go back and replay them all but most interestingly was what they did with Metroid Prime 4 now I'm sure you covered this already in the news section Mm. Uh, (laughs) but I do think this kind of announcement is positive even if it is disheartening it'll be a long time before we get to play that game now but hopefully the quality will be much higher that said now the game has to be amazing doesn't it no pressure then anyway I'm currently sick with an infectious throat thing don't worry I'll wipe this email down before I send it and I'm under instruction to remain in bed for a few days since I can't yet play Metroid Trilogy in bed 
What can I play to speed my recovery? Love and air kisses, Chris Stewart. Wow. So wait, what was the announcement? The Prime 4 announcement? Candit started again. Right. That's what it says on Wikipedia, that it's now being developed by Retro. Yep. Did they make the others? Yes, yes. they did. Yep. Uh, did you like the other Metro Primes? Uh, I only, I don't really remember them. So I, I only They're played on the Wii, the weren't they? Yeah, I played the first one. What's the first oh, one? I don't on know. The GameCube. It's GameCube. Yeah, yeah. I played the first one on the GameCube, and I didn't get on with it. Like mm. right at the start, I just, it, I sort of got why other people liked it, but it, it didn't really hook me. Uh, maybe them being on the Switch is a good excuse for me to revisit and see if I was wrong. Or if I've changed. That's if they are on the Switch. Steve. Are they Are they not? Well, they haven't announced it. And then okay. there was no surprise launch. There was only one game surprise launch last week, everybody. That was when ski lifts go wrong. Ah, I saw that. Surprise launch. Yeah, I saw, surprise. It, on the, saw it on the front page of Steam. Yep, surprise. There you go. There you go, from Curve Digital. Oh, I like the sound of them. <laughs> Very good game. Uh, I also alive because there were two other games that were surprise leaks as well. Goat Simulator. Whatever, mate. Right. Is it a surprise if it's already been out? Well, that, that's, that's, that was my thought. And then Unruly Heroes, which we'll be covering next week. So Chris Good. is sick. Yeah. Like Robert. What's, yeah, what's going on? Did you, Simon, Simon, did you meet the I'd sick like man? We have the personal touch with our listeners. How, how close are they holding the radios? <laughs> <laughs> right up against their ears. Stand back. Yeah. Uh, uh, can we think of any other it's the same good question games so, for sickness right letter writers we really appreciate you Do. doing all of this work and especially Chris and Robert it's really really great that you've done this without Simon even appealing for letters but can you just next time can you get Speak together you know chat and then maybe you can ask different questions because we've got I can another tell, 25 minutes I can tell a kill. story that oh, I've go. told before on the show yeah how long ago two years no one's still nah. listening from them. No. Except for probably Robert and Chris. Oh, yeah, good point. Uh, so when I was very ill one time and I couldn't leave the house to go and see... I had tickets to go and see Take That. And I couldn't leave the house to go and see Take That. And so I sat on the sofa and I played Sing Star Take That and sang through all of the songs. You did, I remember. And it was the saddest time. It was the saddest time. Uh, so don't... Do that. Don't do that. Or if your voice sounds really croaky, maybe do it with like some like old slow songs that you can make sound really good with your croaky voice. Dear team, writes Chris Conroy. There have been a few threads this week about games people love but think aren't very popular. Most of the time, these turn out to be fairly well-known games, but the volunteer hadn't found the community who loved it as much as they did. For what it's worth, my suggestion would have been Laser Squad Nemesis, Julian Gollop's early noughties asynchronous, asynchronous multiplayer riff on his turn-based squad tactics theme. The play-by-email mechanic is long overdue a comeback. Hold on. <laughs> Do we just leave it there? That's exciting. <laughs> we'll see you next week. However... There's also my one that got away, the shareware game from the same time frame that I've spent the last decade or so sporadically searching for because, well, I can't remember what it was called or how I discovered it. I'm realistic about my chances of finding it now. It was self-published and any digital breadcrumbs have long been cleaned away as web domains expired, ISPs changed, email accounts migrated and computers swapped over. I continue to noodle around the edges of the archives, pulling on whatever threads I can find whenever I think of a new possible source of information. Maybe one day someone will figure out how to index the piles of shareware that were published on cover discs in a way that will make searching them trivial, but until then I'll carry on with my part-time sleuthing. What games are in your lost and found pile? Any that remain as lo remain lost but linger as hazy memories? Any that were lost, found, and then lost again? Your ever-searching correspondent, Chris Conroy. P.S. On the off chance, it was a 2D top-down puzzler where, where coloured coloured cars entered a grid of streets and had to be matched before they became gridlocked. A bounty is available for new information. Or a Kinder Egg if you don't like coconuts. It's a joke. Uh, I don't know that game. No, I've been thinking about it, mm. and I don't know that game either. Interesting. Anne? No, no idea. No do, idea. Do you have any lost and found, lost or found? Games? I had just one. Go on. Uh, I've just opened it because I've got it on my phone and I will never delete it again. So you know what it is? Yeah, I know it now, but this is a good news story because okay. I didn't know what it was and then I asked about it on the show and then someone ah. got in touch to say and it was Repton. And I remember playing it with my brother 
years and years and years ago and then there's like a little um uh, mobile uh, fantastic like, emulation of it and uh yeah it, i still really like it okay simon well, let me tell you what will be in the lost and found uh, letters in, a, in many year, uh, years to come will be Bangman, which uh, you can no longer download mm. from anywhere. No, because of the cease and desist. Because I got ceased and desisted by the company but that I make thought, Bang the board game. But I thought that you had the lawyers on the it. The lawyers said, uh, look, I think they're fishing with this and that's made us angry. So I sent them an email back going, hey, you're fishing with this. They went, no, we're not. <laughs> they said, actually, we do own the copyright. Um, and so you have to change the name of your game and update all the art. Now, the thing is, so long ago, and I only just published it, I got it through by the skin of my teeth. I can't remember how to do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I probably need to recompile a Game Maker build and spit it out on Android, which I remember to be a massive hassle originally. I think it's easier now. But still, I'd have to move to Game Maker Studio 2. A whole host of hoops to jump through that I just do not have the time to do. So I've had to pull it. And what did the lawyers say to their response? I didn't want to bother them. Bother them. I felt I'd, I'd uh, taken too much of their time. Anyway, so you can no longer download Bangman unless you already had done it previously. That's and that's ridiculous. because of a stupid card game called Bang by some idiots, <laughs> which is rubbish. <laughs> the worst you- game I've ever played, Bang the, Bang the Dice Game. Oh, by the way, it is coming to Android. <laughs> because they, I said, but you haven't even got an Android game. They said, yeah, well, there's one coming soon. I hope that information is confidential. <laughs> <laughs> Scumbags. Are we going to review it? Yeah, we, we are going to review, review it. Yeah. Post an audio yeah. clip on their, um, on their Google Play thing. I've got a lost and found game. I can't remember if I've mentioned it on the show before, but no one's ever helped me, so maybe I should keep mentioning it. Yeah. It's a game I used to play at university uh, in the arcade there, so circa 2000. It was a 3D space flying game, definitely an arcade game, low poly, very low poly, and it had a big um, throttle that made you move forward or backwards. Uh, it was kind of like, I, I don't know if you mentioned a very, very arcadey elite or mm. something like that. Uh, you, the only other thing I can remember about it is your score was essentially out of 999. It was a three digit number at the top of the screen. Um, and I, I got nine nine nine. Of course, course. You did. I was the best at the game. Um, but this was kind of in my in the period when I didn't really know a lot about video games or play a lot of video games. So I no idea what it's called or who made it or mm. if anyone out there knows what it was uh, or can work it out for me. I would be incredibly grateful. Uh, having recently rebuilt uh, a small main cabinet, I have to say that arcade games without the high score are not worth playing. Mm. So we've got access to uh, loads of them now, and, and uh, for some, there's a configuration error or something like that, because they're not retaining the SJB initials. That's <laughs> uh, the point. Exactly, for me to goad my wife. Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of, they've, they've lost their luster, so yeah. I didn't see that. Anyway, I'm going to fix it. Okay, that's the end of the letters. Yeah, sorry, Lee, Lee, Lee Brock. Oh. Uh, we got a long letter, but we'll read it out next week. Will we? Yes. Okay. All right, thanks, Lee. Uh, if you want to write letters to go alongside Lee's letter...
You're listening to Residence 104.4 FM. Uh, we are One Life Left. We're a show on Resonance. And we are coming to you live and for free, talking over the top of amateur LSDJ, a song called Debrief, again from chipmusic.org. If you like this song, you can go to chipmusic.org and listen to it. But if you like our voices on top of this song, there's only one way of hearing that, and that's on Resonance FM. Or on podcast, but the podcast wouldn't exist without Resonance. Uh, so if you want to support Resonance, please do. Uh, you can find ways to do that at fundraiser.resonance.fm. You could even set up a regular donation. Um, we will be doing a event for Resonance, a fundraising event in April. We've just set the date for that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, because uh, we had to change it. April 26th, yep. we think it's going to be. Uh, so please keep that get date free in your diaries. Uh, it'll be a ticketed event, and we'll, one assumes it'll take place at Loading uh, Dalston, but we haven't confirmed that yet. Confirm nothing. Confirm nothing. Uh, anything else, or should we... So we're talking of donations. Uh, okay. Chris Stewart did offer us um, some donations, oh, didn't he? That's true. Uh, can we accept those, Chris, please? Can we accept them live on air? Yeah, can you take a picture of them and email them to us so we can get them in the Resonance auction, which begins this week? Yeah, that would be fantastic. If anyone else has any video game-related things uh, we can auction off for Resonance, please do, because uh, it's important that Resonance keeps going. They need money to do that, and it's important that we validate ourselves to Resonance or we'll get thrown off air. I know, imagine. But imagine what you'd do without us. Okay, uh, let's get on with the review section, starting now. Now. Steve. Scants. I'm playing Repton. Oh, right now. Yeah, it's brilliant. Looks exactly the same. (coughs) It's just a little bit more annoying playing it on a phone, because everything is a little bit more annoying on a phone. Except for some games which aren't. Uh, 7 out of 10. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, the other game... Oh, I've been really busy this week. So the other game I played... I think it was one you've played before, Steve. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to get something that's simple and very calming. So I got Mountain. Of course, yes. Uh, which I don't understand. <laughs> like, I know it's ca- like it's calming, but I kept being like, what? What? but what am I doing? What am I supposed to do? I got a bit Simon, I mm. think. Is uh, it a game? Well, I don't care about that, but I just. But felt, is it? Yeah. Is it under that thing in the iTunes store or whatever? The app store? You tell me. Is it a I game? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a game. Yeah, it's a game. Okay. It's, game. it's a high score. <laughs> Five. Uh, so there's a mountain that's in the middle of space and it revolves and then uh, there's some grass and trees on the top bit of it and then some things from space just like come in and collide in it at random intervals and then the trees sort of change and the environment on the mountain changes but also like poses gives you like these very philosophical like questions or thoughts or like states of being it just tells you that in text at the top and it's got very calming music but I just kept zooming in and out and going, am I supposed to do something? What am I supposed to do? Can I move that? So you can move some of the objects. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to tidy them all away. And then I decided it was about um, the about recycling. <laughs> okay. And then I was like, well, I get it now. Um, and then I was playing it again on the way here and I was like, I don't think I do get it necessarily. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very relaxing. It does happen. It happens whilst you've got it open 7 out of 10 I guess Chris Stewart's just sent us uh, the posters great how was, was that noise right oh. thanks Chris good very kind uh, do you want to go next or shall I it's up to you Steve I'll go because I've got a few okay so do you want to alternate if you go try it alright I've been playing Dispontibus okay what's that it's uh, on Steam it's a small indie game uh, it's a well they would I think people would call it roguelike in that it's procedurally generated levels. You've got to, uh, you're on a series of islands and you have to get from one island to the next by moving around on little bricks. It's a puzzle game, a turn-based puzzle game. 
It feels like something uh, Stephen Lavelle in Prepare might design, and therefore it is my sort of thing. Really enjoyed it. It runs well on a Mac as well, uh, which helps me a lot. 7 out of 10. I fully evolved uh, into um, the ultimate gamer this weekend. You played Anthem? No. Well, I, I don't know. I watched someone play Anthem. Okay. But I, I, I did something unexpected. Mm. I bought Call of Duty. Oh, really? Four <laughs> to play on my Xbox. Wow. I know. Can you get more gamer than that? How, how and why did that happen? You know what? I've had my eye on it since the launch okay. um, because they're the, the blackout mode in it. They did a great trailer. So that's a, that's a um, battle royale mode. Right. Uh, looked like a lot of fun, uh, despite the fact that I knew I'd be terrible at it. And um, I'm not paying £54 for it, Anne, am I? No. Don't uh, do that. I took my I took my the, the person I can't talk about round Smith's toy shop on Saturday. We we like to do that after we've had a Nando's, <laughs> and um, uh, it was on it was deal of the week twenty nine ninety nine. Right. He then convinced me that he's allowed to play it round his house. <laughs> I said, Are you sure? He said, Yeah. So um, so we bought it. Uh, we turned down the uh, graphic content, but it's still shooting men and women. Lots. Um, very very pretty uh, we played uh, he showed me gun games so I've not played a Call of Duty game for years and years and years and, and they've become these these big things now like, typical of many, many of these games you you, you want to play an online game it doesn't have any, any single player component in it. you're sitting around waiting two three minutes on a lot for a mm. lobby to play anyway. but once you get going uh, it's all very good gun game you start off with a revolver every time you shoot someone you get one of the you, you move up rank of gun um, okay. And so everybody's trying to do that. If you melee kill someone, then they get knocked back down a level. It's quite good. So you go through a gun, submachine gun, but doesn't sniper. that make it increasingly hard for the people who? Yeah, you, could, you have to get killing. You have to get killing quite rocket launcher. But the final uh, kill has to be with a knife. What? Oh. I know. Yeah, I know. Which is a little bit brutal. Um, that was quite interesting to watch. Uh, and then battle royale. Dexter played it first. Came twenty seventh. Uh, I then said, well, let me play this. I uh, was very fortunate in where the storm was shrinking. Mm. I managed just to stay crouched behind a bridge <laughs> uh, for most of the game. And then I had to move. Uh, and what what it does with it, it shows you who killed you on the kill cam. Mm-hmm. And so, so you see me running up, crouching up a hill and then lying down. And he just walked up again. <laughs> shot me. I, I quite enjoyed it. Wait, wait, where did you finish? Fifth. Fifth. I know you fifth congratulations you can't get better can't than get that. better than fifth uh, so yeah I, you know, I quite enjoyed it seven out of ten um how is the blackout mode doing like versus the the other big battle royale games because there's there's so many of I know, these now yeah, and yeah, and I, the I wonder how many of them are yeah uh it was busy i do think it, I, I believe it was running with a free weekend this weekend anyway so don't know but yeah um you didn't have to wait long to get in the game okay i've been playing a game called card brawl which okay. again I found on my sort of you know I t- I, what I try and do is go on the Steam uh, indie section see what's out and see what has very few plays or reviews and Carbrawl very recently out it seems to be a Russian game and it is what they call a deck building card game sounds um, like my thing and uh, it's not uh, microtransaction or loot box or DLC based uh, it's very very simple you get a series of cards you win fights against monsters by playing them in the right order and then after you've beaten a monster you get to select another card to add to your deck which will allow you to be a harder monster uh, reminds me a little bit of the last deck building card game i played which was card city knights 2 which by ludosity which i talked about on the are you still playing repton no i heard you no what was the noise nothing okay card uh, games card city knights <laughs> Card City Nights 2 uh, by Ludosity, which I really liked. And this is, you know, it's uh, it's much simpler than that. I think it's obviously made by a very, very small team. But I've enjoyed it. According to my Steam uh, thing, I've put in 1.2 hours. Oh, so that's what, right. what an endorsement. I know, 1.2 hours. I'll go back to it. Uh, uh, 7 out of 10. I've been playing Wonder Song. Oh, I played that. Did you? I really like the intro. Okay, is that as far as you got? No, I played. I played a reasonable amount. Okay. So the intro where you you lug a big sword along. Yeah. You go to fight a monster, yeah. and then it's like he just yeah batters you. Yeah. You play a bard uh, who's travelling around the world trying to save it from the apocalypse. Um, I'm quite enjoying it. It's got a nice sense to it. It's quite funny, mm-hmm. I think. It's yeah. not too difficult. Although I did have to look on the internet to see if I could find a solution for one 
of the uh, one of the puzzles. I couldn't find it on the internet, so I had to then go back and do it. And then I solved it, so that was fine. So you sing, don't you? You sing. You, you have sing a singing wheel. Notes. That's right. Um, yeah. So uh, you hold down the right stick and you move it around, and as you move around the circle, it's different notes and. You can, you know, if you start off by uh, singing at ghosts and it works out the ghosts of your ancestors trying to tell you something through, through the medium of song. Um, yeah, it's quite postmodern, um, uh, but I'm I'm enjoying it enough to, I think, finish it. Uh, I was a little concerned because I, I was on the plane coming back from Dusseldorf and I got this, I got a bit stuck and oh, I'm going to have to start playing Firewatch now, aren't I? Uh, but no, I've decided that I am going to persevere. Did you find the mermaids? Did I don't you, think so. Did you get that so. far? No? I, got, I think the last place I got to, you were steering platforms with okay, your song. Okay, yeah. So, you, okay, I think you're about halfway. Right. Halfway into it. Yeah, it's um, it's unusual. It's charming. Uh, many people have it have had it down for their game of the year, either last year or this year. Yeah, I don't think it's that. But, um, you know, for a... I, I imagine it's a four or five hour game in yeah, total. It's, it's good. It'll keep, it'll keep a smile on your face. What right. was it on? I'm playing it on the Switch. It's also available on PC and I believe on the grown-up consoles as well. It reminded me of Hugh. With 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 the wheel, absolutely. Just generally as, with the tone as well, right. of it just being quite gentle, not very difficult, you know, little puzzles that yeah. you might spend a moment on and then go, oh, I get it. If only that was coming to Switch, Steve. Mm, if only. 7 out of 10. I've been playing Piku Niku. Oh, have you? Yes. Devolver's latest game. So I, knew, I again, I was just crawling through uh, Steam, and I thought it looked nice. Uh, so I downloaded it. Surprised to see the Devolver logo at the start. Is it made by someone famous? I actually, I do know. I looked this up. Not someone, not one of your top tier mega famous okay, indies, so it's not but like someone Loco Roco or no, it's not. And I thought for a moment it might be a Kaito Takahashi's yes. uh, game, and it's not. Uh, but it is someone who I had heard of and have seen loafing around on Twitter. Okay. Guy from London did the coding, uh, whose name uh, I will Dave remember. Dave London. Dave London. That was it. What are you doing it Alan there? Alan something. Right. Oh, what do you very do? Very sorry if you're listening. Um, so what's it all about? Because I've, I've just so seen the art. It's very, very similar to uh, to Wonder Song. Really, okay. it's a gentle uh, platform game with not very tough platforming and very, very charming dialogue talking to characters it's got a really really nice tone to it and a very nice simple graphical style some secrets to discover i am not very far in in fact i can tell you i'm 1.3 hours mm, in. more than the last game though <laughs> uh Quite the endorsement 1.3 hours in and it is very very stress-free experience and and super simple uh it's bright and it's colorful it's a good game to play when you're sick i think uh, there you go. Seven out of ten. Perfect. That answered the questions. Yeah, it did. So okay. I've also well, I've also been playing this game um, that is my game of the year thus far. Okay. Uh, but its name is in Chinese. Don't know how to say it. And also because all of the dialogue is in Chinese, it could be being very rude and inappropriate and po- problematic. So I need to find someone who can um, who can help me with the translation there. So if you if you want to spend if you want to spend seventy nine p on a Steam game, track it down uh, and help me out. Please let me know. You can add me on Steam. I'm Team Stee. Got the Are one, you? Got the one, one life left, left logo. logo. I see what you're Team up to on, on your Steam. Yeah. I see oh yeah. I see what he's up to again. Yeah, yeah. 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 Playing, Playing silly indie for games for one point six hours. Yeah. yeah. Good, uh, but yeah, I've, I've really, really, really enjoyed uh, playing. There's so many games on, on Steam, and only half of them are sexy anime I know. <laughs> games. Play them for research. Good, that's the show. Good. Uh, well, we, we will have a guest next week. Yeah. I, know. I, I don't know so that we'll know what to do with ourselves. We'll just look People. at them. <laughs> Stone them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that would be good but uh, I've enjoyed Dry January I yeah. have too do you think the shows have been I was talking to Anne uh, yeah, you know, yeah your during, pre-show uh, meeting yeah no 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 I was talking during show meeting when okay. you were I, I was saying I think this show has been more of a show for us yeah. than listeners okay. you know I've I've really enjoyed it I don't think we've been at our best right. but I've had a really good time um, do you think do you think this is 
broadcast. I've had a good time. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's nothing little we can do about it. It's, whether it's been broadcast, it's broadcast. It's, been it's, been broadcasted. Broadcasted. it's past tense, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, but yes, thank you for listening. Um, any other business? We've got about twenty seconds to deal. I can't start the theme until. No, there's we no get... other business. We covered all the business. <laughs> Literally, this is just what we do at the back. end of the show. No, come on, Steve. Retain some mystery. Retain some mystery. That's not her bag. <laughs> just how we roll. <laughs> Putting on our cat suits. Exactly. Fantastic. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we've been one life left, and we will see you goodbye in a week. Bye. <laughs>